Hello, my name is Malik Craven, and this is the Drink More Water podcast. And in this segment, this is Deep Dive. I want to take a look deeper into this LSU team that won the championship in 2019. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. <clears throat> well, it shouldn't be a spoiler alert because you should know unless you've been living under a rock. This LSU team kind of defied what LSU had been known for in the past decade. Had a transfer quarterback who nobody knew would light it up like he did. And a coach who's from Louisiana that embraced the city and its culture. This is a deep dive on LSU. When you think of LSU, you think of great DBs like Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, and great running backs like Darius Geis and Leonard Fournette. So the way LSU won was pretty surprising. So let's take it back and look and see how they got to this point. In 2018, they had a new starter at quarterback by the name of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, who originally transferred from Ohio State, was a pretty good quarterback. He came in, he signed at Ohio State in his first year and sat behind future NFL players in Cardell Jones and JT Barrett. Oh, and even if those two got hurt, he was going to have to sit behind another former quarterback turned wide receiver named Braxton Miller. After that year, he also sit behind Braxton. Yes, he had sit behind JT Barrett another year and the year after that. However, during that those other two years where he sat behind JT Barrett only, there was another quarterback that was kind of gunning for that number two spot. His name was Dwayne Haskins. Him and Joe Burrow battled throughout camps to see who was going to get that backup spot to JT Barrett. Once JT Barrett left after a great career at Ohio State, in spring ball there was the challenge: who was going to get that? Who was going to get that starting role? They battled it out. Joe Burrow lost. Dwayne Haskins won the the battle and. With that, Joe Burrow decided to transfer. He had graduated from Ohio State and thought, hey, might as well, you know, transfer somewhere and be able to play immediately. And it looked like it worked out for both sides. Ohio State got Dwayne Haskins, who threw 50 touchdowns, got them to a Rose Bowl win, and went 14th overall to the Redskins, Washington Redskins. And then they got another transfer quarterback, Justin Fields, which... We'll get into it in another episode. But for Joe Burrow, first year wasn't so great. Had only 16 touchdowns and five picks. But something to grow off of, especially when you really had a really only a summer to get to know your wide receivers in the playbook. LSU did go 9-3 and three in their record. They lost to Auburn, not Auburn, excuse me, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. Which it seemed like every worse, every loss got worse as it went on. In the beginning, you lost to Florida 
okay, great SEC, po- SEC opponent. Doesn't hurt that much. Then you get shut up by Alabama when you're the number three team in the nation. Hurts just because, you know, to not have any offense in Baton Rouge, it sucked. And then to lose in seven overtimes against Texas A&M, completely took the life out of them. They did go on to win the Fiesta Bowl as they beat University of Central Florida, which all, I wouldn't say all, but most college football fans were happy for. Why? Because UCF really put themselves as national champions the year that they went undefeated, and they didn't get in the college football playoffs. So for LSU to take them off their high horse, I was a fan. They lost two key players, their star linebacker Devin White, who was picked drafted in the first round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Greedy Williams, who was drafted in the second round by the Cleveland Browns. So there was some big shoes to fill. Again, Joe Burrow had only 16 touchdowns, and one of his favorite receivers in 2019, Jamar Chase, was a true freshman, but only had three receiving touchdowns. That whole offseason, Burrow got to finally prepare like he wanted to. Got familiar with Jamar Chase and another wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, who only had six touchdowns. But another big question was, well, who was going to be the next lockdown corner? There was a five-star recruit named Derek Stingley. Joe Burrow said in the interview that he would try him as soon as he got to camp because he was early in the role. He tried him every single practice, and he lived up to that five-star potential. Oh, and they also got a passing coordinator slash receivers coach in Joe Brady, who they would go on to later appreciate for this season because it was magical. Season opened up with a win, but then they had a really, really good matchup between them and Texas. Texas had did great the season before, and a lot better than they had done in past years. They had a quarterback named Sam Elliger who not only beat Oklahoma once, but won their bowl game against Georgia and coined the term, we're back. He didn't technically coin the term, but he was known for saying that. LSU didn't know if they, a lot of people didn't know if LSU's offense would keep up with Texas' offense. They knew it was going to be a high-scoring game, but a lot of people gave Texas the nod. LSU went on to win 45-38, to and this is when I start to say that the Joe Burrow show started. They had a lot of other key wins. They beat, they beat Florida 42-28 to in Baton Rouge. They, LSU was known for their offense at this point. Joe Burrow was having a great season, and I believe at this point, before the RR game, I think I was starting to say that, you know, it's a potential that Joe Burrow could be the best quarterback coming out the draft, especially with names like Justin Herbert and Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts being thrown in the mix. Well, the LSU defense, they basically said, well, we're actually pretty decent too, and held Auburn only 20 points in a 23-20 win in Baton Rouge. However... It was short-lived because they then got focused. They had a bye week, and then they played Alabama, the same team who had knocked on their hopes last year. 
And a lot of fans of LSU, or at least CJ and Reggie, have told me that if they beat LSU, they're going to win a national championship. they lose, then they go back to being the old LSU of just missing the playoffs or had a great year, though, maybe winning the bowl game. It was a pure shootout and one of the best college football games of the season, but they still beat Alabama 46-41 in Tuscaloosa. At this point, we all knew Joe Burrow was legit. We all knew that this LSU team was legit. Now that this game, of course, they were the number one team in the nation. Excuse me. LSU then went on to get its revenge against Texas A&M and beat them 50-7. No overtimes this time. And by the end of the season, everybody believed that Joe Burrow deserved the Heisman Trophy. When we got to the postseason, it was looked at as, oh, let's see what they can do against these top teams. Because they had beaten top teams all again, but didn't know if the LSU offense had run out of gas. However, it seemed like they were peaking at the right time. They peaked during the they were on the rise during the Alabama game, and it just seemed like they were doing great the rest of the season. They beat Georgia, thirty-seven to ten, and he completely shredded that. Georgia defense and had his great Heisman moment when he broke two sacks, rolled out to his right, threw a bomb to Jefferson Jefferson for like a 60-yard play. It confirmed that Joe Burrow was not only number one overall pick in this year's draft, but he was the best player in college football and could not be stopped. Before I get to the playoffs, I want to do a little bit of the awards that the that the team got. I also want to speak a little bit more into Joe Burrow. You see, Joe Burrow did plenty of interviews during this time. Of course, there was the interview with Ed Oregon, who a lot of people called BS, but they said that Joe Burrow had broke his phone and hadn't want, didn't want it to get fixed because Joe Burrow said he was just too focused on winning a national championship. However, you've seen that charisma and that passion that happened during this time. Every time you've seen Joe Burrow uh, do an interview, it just seemed like he was driven. It seemed like someone, right before the interview, someone had told him, hey, you suck. And that's how he just walked around with that demeanor. However, you could tell that it was more of a motivated and there was also a confidence about him that, I mean, you just can't tease quarterbacks at all. As a former football player, I know. I seen the look in his eye, and I knew, even as an Ohio State fan, they're probably going to walk around, walk away with the Natty this year. Wasn't nothing stopping Joe Burrow this season. Then, Joe Burrow was named the Heisman Trophy winner, and the margin wasn't even close. Next thing was Jalen Hurts, and he barely got any votes. Then it was Justin Fields. Then last, Chase Young. Joe Burrow won a lot of awards. 
he won the Maxwell Award, Walter Camp, AP Player of the Year, Davey O'Brien Award, Johnny Unitas, Golden Arm Award, the Man- the Manning Award, and SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Jamar Chase, who upped his total from three touchdowns to 20 receiving touchdowns and had over 1,700 yards receiving, won the Fred Bet. Lenikoff Award, the best receiver in the NCAA. Grant Delpit won the Jim Thorpe Award, which was kind of controversial. A lot of people thought it should have won a Jeffrey Okuda, but he won it. And it shows that LSU had somebody on their defense that could, you know, lead this team. And Derek Stingley Jr., SEC Newcomer of the Year. Derek Stanley was a true freshman, but he was one of the best cornerbacks in college football, and he locked everything up. Also, I forgot to mention that he had two interceptions in that Georgia game. Speaking of Georgia, I'd like to take a quick segment just to thank them for Justin Fields. Hope you guys love Jake Fromm and whoever your backup is. Anyway... Coach O won as many Coach of the Year awards as you can win. I mean, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, Home Depot Coach of the Year, Walter Campbell Coach of the Year, SZ Coach of the Year, AP Coach of the Year, AFCA Coach of the Year. I mean, if there was any more awards of Coach of the Year, then, I mean, he got it. He not only embodied what it meant to be a person from Louisiana, but he brought that life to his team. And I mean, yes, I just showed you the key players and their awards, but I mean, you just had plenty of players. Like Justin Jefferson had a great year. Thaddeus Moss, and then Corey's great running back, Clyde Edwards-Elair. I mean, this offense was just loaded, and they did nothing but dominate every single game. Christian Fulton was the other and more veteran defender on the team, which a lot of players didn't like trying, so they tried Stingley, and Stingley made him pay for it. Clavon Chasen was a monster pass rusher. I mean, it seems like at every single position, or at every single level of this defense, it was just somebody who was great and who was just probably going to go in the NFL draft if they could leave. And spoiler alert, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow finishes this season with 60 touchdowns to only six interceptions. You can give a lot of credit to Joe Brady for bringing that passing coordinating game and blowing up this offense. I mean, it was something that a lot of people had never seen, and it was something that, I mean, we were all loving and excited to watch. The first playoff game against Oklahoma, a lot of us expected to blow out, but not this type of blowout. You see, Oklahoma had fought their way back, which I'll get into their deep dive later, but they had fought back from... An upset loss in Kansas State and almost losing to Baylor twice. Uh, almost losing to Texas. Just a lot of close games that shouldn't have been close. And it's sad as it makes me to say, you know, 
was a lot of the play of Jalen Hurts for good and for bad. So when Oklahoma got the fourth spot, everybody knew that whether it was Ohio State or LSU, they they were going to get a first round bye. Speaking of the rankings before, I also want to talk about L- I want to talk about LSU and Ohio State. I may be an Ohio State fan, and do I believe that we had the best team in college football? Yes. But with the season, the resume, I just don't believe that LSU should have ever lost that number one spot after beating Alabama. As an Ohio State fan, I can't be biased. I can't be flawed. I just have to admit it. Joe Burrow went on to throw seven first-half touchdowns. Seven. And rush for another. It was 56-14 to 14 at halftime. With Justin Jefferson catching four of those, Marshall Jr. catching two of those, and Jamar Chase getting one. And then, of course, Joe Burrow rushing for one. Like I said, it was an offense that we had never seen with this much excitement. The final score was 63-28, which somewhat seems like a closer score, but it was never close. This team was determined and did not matter what happened between Ohio State and Clemson. (laughs) Whether it was going to be us or Clemson, it was going to, we were going to be hurting. However, Clemson did beat us, which I'll get into that deep dive later. I do, I will express my thoughts. I will express my thoughts. Anyways, after being down 17 to 7, LSU fought back like champions should. We really had never seen LSU down. I mean, yeah, they played a lot of tough games, but they were never down double digits. Especially not after they didn't score on their first drive. Trevor Lawrence scored on his first. Being up 17, being down 17 to 7. I mean, we knew they were going to score points, but was that defense going to be able to stop Clemson with all that they had? I mean, Travis Etienne would have been a second or third round pick had he went into the state in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, we all know how great he is. There was just a lot of questions, but they were answered. Joe Burrow did what Joe Burrow always does, and the LSU defense stood up and only allowed I believe one one more score. The final score was 42-25. LSU was national champions, undefeated, and concluded one of the greatest seasons we had ever seen. You know, looking back on it as just a college football fan, I can admit, when we talk about quarterbacks only, I think this has to be one of the greatest seasons that we've ever seen. I mean, Joe Burrow was slinging that thing like he didn't care. He was he was running, he was scrambling, he was throwing, like he did everything. He even caught a pass for 16 yards, random fact. 
And I will say this. And I know it's early and I know it's still hype. And I'm trying to wait for the hype to die down. But there's no denying this kid's confidence. If Joe Burrow can keep this confidence and keep this mentality, he's going to be one of the greats. But he'll be always be known for a legend in LSU. I mean, on his senior night, he changed his last name to Burrow to fit the Louisiana uh, accent. I mean, he, he woke that city up. He made it alive. And that whole LSU team did. Embracing the New Orleans culture the way the Saints do. I mean, with the Chopper song that the Saints did, the LSU Tigers had to have their own. And that was Get the Get. And they did that all the way to the White House, which there was some controversy. Of course, me personally, I thought it was because it was black kids dancing. But that's it. So, a magical season. 15-0, 15-0, beat as many top teams as you could play. Because I do also want to mention that except for Texas A&M in the regular season, Texas, Florida, Auburn, and Alabama were all at least top 10 ranked. Georgia, of course, was number four at the time, Oklahoma number four, and number three, Clemson. This will go down as one of the greatest teams ever. I still can't say that they'll be this is one of the greatest teams ever as again, call it bias, but I'll explain it in a different episode. That team as itself is not better than my Buckeyes of twenty nineteen, but I'll let y'all have it. <laughs> I got rings. Really big team. Got some really big rings. In the offseason, it was a it was a lot, and I mean a lot being left for LSU. You have Joe Burrow leaving who had his red shirt senior year and balled out and is gonna go to the league. Justin Jefferson foregone his years of eligibility. So the Thaddeus Moss, Grant Delpit, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Clavon Cl- Chasen, and Christian Folder. All not only starters, but key players to this team. Also, the man who had constructed this amazing passing game, Joe Brady, was now gone. And the defensive coordinator, Dave Arnada, is now the head coach over at Baylor. It's tough to see what will happen with this LSU team just because, I mean, the system, it was great. I love the system. However, not having the same passing coordinator can hurt the team. And, I mean, is the next quarterback up another Joe Burrow? Is this a system where you can get a player to get 40, 50, 60 touchdowns? I'm not sure. Like I said, this is the first time we've seen an offense like that for them because we're so used to the Darius Geises, the Leonard Fournettes, the Jeremy Hills, the, the big, powerful running backs. 
does LSU get back to that? Do they keep this pass game coming up? It's a lot of questions in this offseason. However, they did have their number four recruiting class according to 24-7 Sports. Riley regarded as a very reliable recruiting sport. Just to name a couple, they did get the number one tight end in the nation and the number two cornerback in the nation. When you look at 2018 and all those losses and what happened that year, I think it also shows that, you know, maybe you need to go through some bad times to get to the good times. I mean, if Joe Burrow never got smacked in that UCF game, bowl game, then maybe we don't get this. Maybe if he never transfers and sits out against, maybe he sits out against Dwayne Haskins and then starts maybe this year, you know, and Justin Fields never transfers. You know, when you look at all the pieces that made this LSU season so special, you know, it's a lot of faith. Coach O is the head coach, being from Louisiana. I do feel like that was a very important part. Getting Joe Brady, starting Derek Stingley, making sure Jamar Chase had got some action in the first year, keeping Justin Jefferson, having Thaddeus Moss, the rise of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, this team was special. Maybe not the greatest of all time, but definitely had one of the best seasons of all time. There's no denying that. This was a deep dive on Louisiana State University. Go Tigers! episode will consist of the Ohio State University. That might be a longer episode just because I know more about that team. So anyways, please give me some feedback, whether it was enough detail, not enough detail. Please let me know. Thank you for listening and always drink my water.